0: Hello, I'm Gavin Horgan, headmaster of Millfield School in Somerset, the largest co-educational boarding school in the UK. Welcome to the Millfield Way podcast. Here, you'll hear from teachers, coaches and students from Millfield and Millfield Prep School. Millfield is traditionally different and this is the Millfield Way. I'm your host today, Jamie Schluter, and I'm sat here with the young Wiltshire hurdler, Lucy Jane Matthews, who's currently studying A-levels at Millfield School. So Lucy, this is your first year now at Millfield. Tell us about how you actually discovered the school.
1: Yes, so I competed at Millfield quite a few times in the combined events originally, and I was blown away by the facilities, and that really got me interested in the school. And as someone who really values academia as well as my sport, I thought this was a perfect place to come and combine the two.
0: So you talk about academia and also being an ex-combined event and now a hurdler, does that bring you here to, as an athletics and also sport, um, athletics and also academic scholar? Um, yeah.
1: yeah, so I'm a headmaster's scholar here so that is an academic and athletic scholarship combined, yes. Okay.
0: And what A-levels do you do as part of your academic scholarship?
1: So I do mathematics, biology and P as well as an EPQ.
0: And how do you find juggling all of those, especially your rigorous athletics programme?
1: It's quite a struggle, it certainly is, but it's definitely made easier with the environment and the timetable that I have here. They're really good at accommodating my sport and the intensive training plan with the academics, and I feel like I'm able to achieve to a high level in both, which is ultimately what I want to do.
0: So your first time here at Millfield, it's also your first time boarding here at Millfield. Yeah. And how is. do you find that, especially with having such rigorous, such hard subjects to do?
1: It was, it was originally a bit of a challenge, boarding, because as you say, I've never done anything like it before, before. But thankfully, I wasn't alone in that. I was one of 150, I think, new okay. students in the lower sixth. So it's a big year group, and I've met loads of people. And so boarding, I absolutely love it. It feels like a second home here.
0: And what house are you in?
1: I'm in Koenig.
0: So when you come into a new boarding house like Koenig, I know in my boarding house for me, I'll come in as a new person and I'll be put with somebody who's old. So then we'll kind of I get I kinda of get the ropes. Is that similar do you find that in Koenig yeah, House?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I got put with a girl who's been here since she had nine, so she showed me all the ropes and, and she was lovely and, and really accommodating and really made me feel at home and like I had a safe place to be.
0: And do you find sharing sharing a room or now being in a single room as you said? Mm better which one? Uh,
1: Personally a single room suits me more because I like to do my stretching and my yoga um, and I like to go to bed quite early in (laughs) relatively but the the shared room was great for the start of my experience here because I feel like if I was alone considering I didn't really know anybody it it might have been a bit tricky so they I think they um, gauged that really well But now I'm in a single room, I'm I'm very grateful for that.
0: (laughs) I guess um, always the introduction into your first year in boarding is, uh, for me, my opinion as well, is when you come, you immediately share a room. I think that's really great because then you get the full experience. It's not immediately you're thrown into a kind of university environment. You're thrown into boarding, sharing a room, having to also adapt to learning new people, learning about different cultures.
1: Definitely, it's it's a nice progression into it. Considering it was such a big step, I, I did like the sort of, as I say, progressive nature of it.
0: And being the top-class hurdler you are, run us through um, a program of what it looks like. First, your training program, and then we'll ask you sort of a day in the life of Lucy Jane Matthews.
1: So I train, I think I worked this out the other day. I train sort of 14 to 16 hours a week, which is quite a lot. Uh, But I love doing it. I wouldn't want to spend my time doing anything else. I really wouldn't. Um, And in terms of a day-to-day life, so I wake up about 7 o'clock, which realistically it could be worse. (laughs) I I can't complain about that. Um, And I go for breakfast about 8 takes me quite a long time to get ready uh, after breakfast I have lessons from 9 till 4 usually have five lessons a day but occasionally and I mean occasionally I'll have a free period uh, because a lot of my time is also taken up the training in the day and then after 4 o'clock I usually have training after school as well and then we go into dinner and then it's into prep and after prep I'll do a bit of stretching little circuits and then okay. I get an early night about 10 o'clock
0: and you mentioned quite a lot, you have quite a followed up program also when you're back at house, when you're trying to relax. Yeah. What do you do when actually coach says, okay, make sure you have a day off before comp day? I, oh. I, for me, I know I struggle with that because I don't know what to do with myself. I'm not at the track, I'm not with my friends and because they're all doing their after school activities at Mofold. What do you actually find yourself doing?
1: I certainly struggle. Um, it's a good job I trust my coach because <laughs> I really struggle walking away from the track when I've not completed a session. But I know it's the right thing to do, so I usually, I'll go back to house, usually sleep. People who know me will yeah. know I sleep a scary amount, so <laughs> I'll just go and sleep it off.
0: <laughs> okay, so you use that time to kind of just relax, recuperate. Yeah,
1: recover and recoup, yeah. yeah. And
0: how do you find the coaching here at Millfield?
1: It's it's really, really good. Um, I've come from an environment where I wasn't exposed to a gym program mm-hmm. or much structure to my training at all, so this was a huge step up for me. And it's really good and I feel like I am getting the best out of me, which is what I want to do.
0: And do you feel the programme that you've been given here at Millfield is quite bespoke to kind of your needs? So you mentioned you've never been exposed to a gym programme. Do the gym coaches know that and do they kind of supplement special drills in for you to actually build up the weights bit by bit?
1: Certainly. There's definitely a progression here. I'm not thrown in at the deep end. When I joined in September, there really were sort of fundamental movements building that basic strength. And now we're five months down the line. I've worked up to much more um, progressive Movements, But they definitely, they recognise what were weaknesses, what were strengths. And as you say, I do have a bespoke programme to get it all straight.
0: And especially being at a high-performance school like Millfield, do you feel, when you look at your other competitors, is there something that gives you an edge when when you're at the start line? Is there something in the back of your mind that, you know, Millfield supplies or offers you to give you that edge when it comes to race day?
1: Well, Millfield, it really is a community, and there's so much support here. When you're on the start line... It really isn't just you in the lead up to it. You've had physios, nutritionists, your coaching, your gym instructors. Mm-hmm. They're all behind you. They've all supported you and got you to the best you can be. You've got your teammates on the bank. It's it's really brilliant. As I say, it's a community and you're, you're not alone when you're on the start line.
0: And you talk about physios. Have you ever been injured yourself?
1: Yes, I've had many an injury. This is actually my first winter season where I've not had... A major injury to contend with. So the the big one was a torn hamstring. Okay. That that was a nasty one, <laughs> and that took a couple months of training. Uh, I've also fractured my hip, which was quite interesting. Uh, and I've also gone over my ankles quite a few times. And um, one time was much more serious than the rest. So that that caused some issues as well. So I've had my fair okay. share of injuries. But they, they highlighted weaknesses in my body and they've only made me stronger to be a little bit cringy. And
0: you, f- and you feel Millfield's kind of helped you in all of those kind of areas, making you actually stronger than where you were before you came?
1: Yes, certainly. They've recognised, again, weaknesses in my body and actually their injury prevention is really proactive. Instead of responding to an injury, we're there trying to prevent it and that, that's a really good approach.
0: And for any athletes listening, can, can you tell us what it's like to do a winter season as an athlete here at Millfield?
1: It's, it's intense. Uh, it's hard work, but it's an awful lot of fun. As I, I talked about the community and the team we've got here, there's quite a lot of athletes here at Millfield. I was used to training on my own, so that was a massive change. So as I say, it's intense, but you're getting through it together, and you're working hard, which always feels good.
0: And how do you feel, kind of being in, being now in a training group where you all kind of share the similar, a, sh- a similar goal of what you want to achieve in the future?
1: It's, it is really nice being surrounded by like-minded people and people that know what it's like to make commitments and sacrifices. It, it's really refreshing, and actually it helps you stick, uh, stay on track and stay in line with your goals and not lose sight of them.
0: And staying on track with your goals, would you mind mentioning any of them? Or is that no, kind of explicit no, towards... No, of
1: course. <laughs> um, so the main goal for me this year is the World Junior Championships in Kenya. I'm hoping to do well there. Uh, so as I say, that's what I'm working towards. As all, I'm also going to make my... British senior champs debut, both indoors and outdoors. Now I'm old enough, that's something I'm really looking forward to doing. One thing I love about athletics is opportunities just come out of nowhere and so as long as you're working hard and being at your best, you really don't know what's going to come around the next corner.
0: And especially you talk about kind of the world championships, Mm -hmm. Olympic championships. We're at a school where Milford consistently produces an an Olympic champion or somebody who's going to the Olympics. I mean, I've heard the quote somewhere that if you put all our Olympic Olympians together, we were greater than some countries have ever produced. So, how do you feel being in such an environment with such success? How does that make you feel yourself?
1: There's there's definitely two sides to it. So a positive side definitely is it makes you feel like this place has got the ability to make you into something you've always wanted to be. For me, I always have wanted to be an Olympian, and that's what I'm striving towards. So to know that there's potential here is obviously great. There's another side to it where there is perhaps a bit of pressure.
0: How do you find yourself handling that pressure so then you can execute the goals you've set for yourself?
1: It's it's definitely a progression for me. Uh, In previous championships that I've been to, I've always been the youngest. So actually the spotlight isn't really on me. It's more of me just having the opportunity to develop. So I've not had as much pressure on me in the past, but now I feel as I've had some achievements, I've, I've done well, on bigger stages, I do feel there's more pressure uh, arising, but I think, especially being at Millfield, there's a very level-headed, realistic approach to your goals, and I think that's really helped me deal with that pressure.
0: And your various achievements, for example, achieving bronze in the under-20 20, under 20 European Championships, having that on your kind of personal CV, when you have those kind of downfalls in your seasons, perhaps for you, injury, what do you tell yourself to pick yourself back up again?
1: i definitely just believe that, that it's in there that the ability to achieve things that i set my mind to it's there sometimes you're going to have barriers to achieving that but i think as long as you're always working towards overcoming those and working towards your goals as long as you're putting in the hard work you you will get there you will yeah. achieve what you want to achieve and i think it's just never losing sight of that when things are difficult i think that's what really gets you through
0: Milford, we've got various different teams. We've had lots of different success. For example, when we look at cricket, rugby, hockey, we have lots of people who turn up to go see those events. And now with the track being refurbished, in which we'll have stands and a football pitch in the middle, we're going to have more crowds turn up. How do you feel you're going to handle yourself when you've got more people watching you and any tips you'd want to give to younger athletes who will be in those circumstances?
1: Well, actually, I had a big experience of having a large crowd watching me perform at the European Juniors last year. At the stand, I believe it held 3,000 people. And I was walking out into the final and we had a Swedish girl in it and the championships were held in Sweden. So everyone was coming out to watch her and support her. She was the favorite for the event. And I remember walking out and seeing this stand packed full of people. And at first I did find it a little bit overwhelming because I'd never experienced that before. But actually, once I got out there, once I sort of acclimatised, if you like, to all these eyes watching on you, it actually inspired and motivated me to run faster. The intensity of the noise was amazing. It created an incredible atmosphere. And it just, it really brought the level of the sport up. So I think a larger crowd can only be a good thing.
0: And do you think kind of having positive effects like that from a young age, so when we'll have young footballers playing in the middle of the athletics field, they're going to have a crowd like that. Do you think them experiencing that from a younger age will be better when they do pursue their dreams of going pro?
1: Definitely. I think one thing Millfield is great about is development, and you're on a journey here. And I think younger children, younger performers, being exposed to that, so the as you use as an example, that, as I say, that can only be a good thing because you're building that experience and learning how to cope with more pressure, more people watching you, and still being able to perform.
0: And building off every season success to every new season what what kind of mind frame do you start with at the start of the season in September for example I Milford, mean, what did you tell yourself how did you want it to go
1: so I'm a very ambitious person some say over ambitious I don't know about that but I'm a very ambitious person so I, I set big goals and I recognize that you can't always achieve those goals but I certainly um, of the I'm of the opinion that if you don't achieve the your goals it should only be because you're not ready for those goals yet. It shouldn't be through a lack of effort. So I set myself the goal of doing well at the World Juniors and working back from that, I knew it was all about putting in the hard work, putting in the effort now and seeing, seeing where that takes me.
0: And I know some people who every time a new season starts, they kind of think of themselves as a blank slate. So even if they've won a championship, they, still, they go back to zero again and think I'm just another kid doing hurdles. Do you think that, or do you bring the success that you had from last season into your new season?
1: I definitely would say I'm quite a relaxed person. I don't get ahead of myself. I think it's important, as you say, to almost have a blank slate where you, um, you think about how you're going to do well this season and not put too much pressure to replicate what happened last season. But I do think it's incredibly important that you learn from the previous year things that went well, you recognise them and you make sure you're, you're continuing to strengthen them and things that weren't so good, that is definitely where I focus, where I hone in and where I think this is where I need to put a lot of effort in to improve.
0: And part of some people's race prep, they sometimes use arts as stuff like um, visualisation or men, some people call it mental preparation in which they experience the race in their head before they've actually gone and done it, is that something you use in your tool bank?
1: Well, actually, I do a lot of visualisation at night, so I listen to music to go to sleep, and quite often I'm doing my hurdles race to music in my sleep, so that's quite interesting. But in terms of before a race, I do have a very specific thing I do, which is a Rubik's Cube, so not a lot of people do that, but... I do a Rubik's Cube before a race. And what do you
0: feel the Rubik's Cube does for you before the race?
1: It almost does the opposite of visualisation. I I know what I'm doing when I'm at a championships. I've done all the work I can do. I try not to overthink things. And I just, it gets me into a a state of relaxation doing Rubik's Cube. So me and my Rubik's Cube have gone all, all around the world. All around the
0: world. We've talked about your current success, which has led you on to various different achievements. Sitting here now... What would you tell the younger Lucy?
1: I would say to continue working hard, keep slaving away and you will get there eventually. There will be hurdles to overcome both literally and mentally, Mm -hmm. but I think as long as you persevere and you continue to try your best, you will get there eventually. And I think if I knew that a few years ago, that would have made things much, much easier. But I did keep going at the time and I'm here now and I'm I'm very happy with how I'm doing. I'm loving my sport and I'm excited for what, what the next season brings.
0: Thank you very much. I'm Jamie Schluter and you've been listening to Lucy Jane Matthews on the Milford Way podcast. Thank, Thank you. you very much,
1: Jamie.